Welcome to Least of These, where I cover the cases that need it most, because every life matters and everyone deserves justice. I'm your host, Leah D., and today I'll be bringing you the conclusion of the case of carbonation. If you haven't heard parts one and two, you're going to want to skip back. You missed a lot. And with that said, let's get right to it. Last week, we left off in the summer of 2020, when Nature Boy and his gang were arrested in Hawaii for messing around with sea turtles and breaking COVID quarantine rules. They were headed back to the mainland when news broke that a former member had stabbed her mother to death in Florida. According to Fox 4, on June 17, 2020, at 10.04 a.m., police in Cape Coral, Florida, responded to a call regarding a stabbing. 22-year-old Mariah Kelly had stabbed her mother in the chest while the two argued as they did the dishes. Her mother, Lisa West, was transported to the hospital where she later died. Mariah initially claimed she was acting in self-defense and stated to investigators, My mom just darted towards me and started flailing her arms and hitting me in my head and shoulders. She continues to hit me and she's hurting me and my daughter is right next to me and she is being reckless. Before you know it, I had an instinct reaction and I just stabbed her. She continued, I have already asked her not to act like that in front of my daughter and not to hit me like that. But that's not the same story Mariah's younger brother who had witnessed the altercation told. When interviewed by investigators, he said he was sleeping when he heard his mom and half-sister argue. When he went into the kitchen, he saw Mariah waving a knife at their mother and that their mom, Melissa, was trying to knock it out of her hand when she was stabbed. When news broke of the murder, Nature Boy distanced himself as quickly as he could, saying that he had mixed feelings about it because he was coming from Hawaii in jail and didn't really know how to respond to it. He never thought Mariah could be violent, and he went on to say it was messed up for anyone to connect the murder with carbonation, since according to Elagio Bishop, Mariah had only stayed with the group for two weeks and was only trying out to be a member of carbonation. She didn't fit in, so she left and, in his words, trolled them online. And if by trolled he meant spoke about the reason she left, then that was the truth. Shortly after leaving the group, Mariah had spoken about her time with Carbonation on a live stream. The video started out with Mariah stating, Good morning, Reflection, which is a Carbonation greeting. She then flashed some hand gestures associated with the Three God or Nature Boy, which according to Elagio Bishop himself was inspired by a Crip gang sign. And here we are again with that gang shit. Last week, we talked about his hero, Larry Hoover, and now we find ourselves again with hand signals associated with an ally of the gangster disciples. Moving on. As Mariah spoke, it was clear that other members of Carbon Nation were in the live stream by the I love myself comments. Carbon Nation has a thing for taking words and spelling them differently to give the word a more profound meaning. Instead of the common spelling of myself, members spell it M-Y-C-E-L-L-F, emphasis on the cells of the body and loving yourself. Woman isn't spelled how you've been spelling it your whole life either. It's womb, like uterus, and then man. Remember, you don't become a real woman until after giving natural birth. I guess this spelling is just a reminder. Changing the language is often a cult tactic. You control the language, control the thoughts, and then the mind. I could go on with this, but I won't, because we all get the point. Mariah opened the floor for questions about carbonation, and the questions did in fact come flooding in. Through those questions, she revealed that she was manipulated and heavily influenced to have sex with Nature Boy shortly after her arrival. She went on to say that she had heard rumors that Nature Boy was HIV positive, also that he was a sociopath, 
and that while she had engaged in sex with Nature Boy, she didn't drink his semen, because apparently, that's a thing. Nature Boy made a whole-ass video about it, but I'll spare you the details because some things are just better left unsaid. According to Mariah, the group ate once a day at Solar Noon. They were staying with an older lady named Cookie, who was a follower, and had a son living there that was only 16. When asked if there was anyone at Carbon Nation who she thought wanted to leave, she listed several names. She claimed she had left the group because she doesn't agree with polygamy and that all the women there wanted Nature Boy. Nature Boy wanted her to be with him, but when she told him that she didn't think they were a good match and wanted to connect with someone else who was not going to verbally abuse her, that's when he told her she was worthless. You would think Mariah would be done with the cult for good after that experience, but in this same live stream, she admitted that she was having second thoughts about going back to Carbon Nation. She went on to say that the reason she had joined them in the jungle in the first place was to heal and deal with mommy and daddy issues. And through Nature Boy's teachings, she did heavy shadow work, which had helped her so much. It was clear from her social media that though she had left the group physically, she was still following the teachings of Nature Boy and Carbon Nation. Exhibit A. This video posted to her Instagram in the weeks before she stabbed her mother to death. Peace, family. So today I wanted to talk about why you hate your parents. Well, you hate your parents because you don't understand the role that they play in your life. There are two roles. There is the antagonist and the protagonist. And what we know about the roles that they play is that they were strategically assigned. Your parents were strategically simulated and matched with you. You portaled through them for a reason because you guys complement each other and you needed their certain influence to help you turn into who exactly you're supposed to be and complete your destiny. So with that being said, I'll give you an example. Um, the antagonist parenting role is going to be the parent role that seems like they're inflicting more resistance. And people like me who have an astrological programming of being an Aries, like completely stubborn, hard-headed, not going to fucking listen to you. <laughs> we needed this antagonist influence in our life because we were going to go against it. And more than likely, the antagonist exhibited more toxic than healthy traits. So... By going against them and resisting who they were and wanting to be the complete opposite, we actually turned into our best version, which was necessary. And for that reason, you know, they were placed in our lives so that we we didn't do what they do because more than likely we were destined to perpetuate the same toxicity and traumatic cycles that they um we're inflicting so the second parenting type is the protagonist type and if you have an astrological programming that's more like submissive and obedient to authority then you will probably have the protagonist style parents who are more encouraging super loving and you know just easygoing kind of hands-off laid-back you do what you want to do type because you your astrological programming is you're already a diplomat, like you're already a, a saint. So you really don't need much resistance because your soul has already matched that equivalency. So with that being said, now the second reason why you probably hate your parents is because you've created an expectation in your mind that you desire them to fulfill. Whether it be because of society's standards of what a parent should be, or what you have depended on them to love you in a way that only you can love yourself. You cannot depend on a human being to love you the way that Source or God loves you because God is love and humans are these impeccable creatures. No, I'm kidding. But humans are primitive. We're 
naturally still learning to manage and control our emotions. We're learning how to love ourselves. You can't depend on a human being to love you. We can't depend on our parents who are human to love us. And um, feeling that pain of them not loving us the way we want to be loved actually teaches us to love ourselves at the extent that we should so we can be the best version who we are and sometimes you know that lack of love can also lead us to a source we needed that to find that unconditional love that only the source can give us while Mariah herself has spoken out from behind bars, stating Carbon Nation had nothing to do with the murder. It's foolish to think that someone can be completely enmeshed and devoted to these teachings without their mindset being affected. Mariah Kelly was charged with manslaughter, which she eventually pled no contest to and was later sentenced to 15 years in prison. Back to Carbon Nation. A month after leaving Hawaii, the group was in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, because that's where every naturalist belongs, right? According to Eleven Alive, in August of 2020, Velvet Marquez officially became Elagio Bishop's wife on paper, but the reasons were far from romantic. Velvet spoke to the outlet and said she was forced to marry Nature Boy at a chapel in Vegas. She went on to say, he stated in front of us that if anything happened to him, then I would be able to bail him out of any jail or prison or anything like that. And that was the reason for him marrying me, other than the fact that he wants to completely destroy me as a person. After the birth of their daughter in 2019, Velvet claimed she had tried on at least three occasions to leave the group. But she was unsuccessful because each time she would go back after he made all kinds of promises that he would drop the polygamy and they could be a family. She told Eleven Alive what also prevented her from truly escaping was the fact that she didn't have access to important documentation. She stated to the outlet, He literally held me hostage. He took all my identification, my passport, my birth certificate, my social, my bank cards, everything, you name it. It seems the more Velvet tried to escape, the worse Nature Boy's abuse became. Another former member of the group, Sybil Ferreri, wrote a book about her time at Carbon Nation, titled How to Get Out of a Cult, The Truth Must Be Told. In it, she recounted multiple instances of abuse at the hands of Elagio Bishop. She recalled one instance involving Velvet, writing, All of a sudden, I heard Baba G, which was another name Nature Boy had given himself, say, you good? Huh? You got a fucking problem? You good? I looked over and he was asking that to Nana G, also known as Velvet. She kept backing up from him saying, I'm good, but he wouldn't let up. He got all in her face and pumped his chest on her. He completely pummeled her, standing 260 pounds and 6'2", and Nana G, 115 pounds and 5'2". I kept taking deep breaths, praying it would be over, but he kept going at her. She had backed up way out of the circle, trying to take steps away from him. He kept going at her. Finally, she yelled, stop flirting. Then all I heard was pow. It sounded just like a firework. It was so loud. He punched Nanaji in the face when she tried to run. He grabbed her dress from behind and dragged her across the ground, her whole dress ripped open and she was completely naked except for her underwear. He turned her over and put his knees on her shoulders and started punching her face, head, and neck. Babaji got off of her and dragged her to the center of the circle and she kept trying to get away, crawling on her knees. He started kicking her in the ribs and then he tackled her and they were wrestling. He turned her over and held her between her underarms so she couldn't get away. Then he stood her up in the same position and headlocked her so hard to the point of her feet being off the ground. He was choking her to death. Her eyes started to roll in the back of her head. Her feet were dangling and her breasts were hanging in the air. He told the men not to look at her, to turn their eyes away and keep their heads down. He kept screaming that he is beating the white man out of her. He told the men this is how they have to discipline our women. He body slammed Nana G back on the floor face down. 
She didn't move for a moment, and then she got in the fetal position and covered her head. He told her, you're nothing without me, and I'm nothing without my woman. You need me. I am your husband. I am here for you, but I will not tolerate disrespect from anyone. He told her to take her hands off of her ears because she needed to hear him and that she needs to stop trying to run. I was practically gagging at this point. He really believed what he was saying. He watched his queen lay bare and helpless in the fetal position and felt no doubt that what he was doing was the right thing. He told the men, this is how you dominate your woman. You have to discipline her. All the men nodded in agreement. In November of 2020, Velvet was finally able to escape. She had planned out every detail for over three months. She snuck around and found her passport and social security card. She took those, grabbed her daughter, and left everything else behind and returned to where she was originally from. Even though she had escaped, Nature Boy still tried to exert his control. According to Velvet, in April of 2021, he actually physically showed up to her family's home. She went on to tell Eleven Alive, I have death threats, multiple videos of death threats, that he has made against my life and my child. I have evidence of him threatening to kill us. She eventually had to file a protection order against Elagio Bishop, and she claimed that once the order expired, he resumed the threats. With Velvet gone from the group, Nature Boy seemed to blame Malia, so he turned the abuse up several notches. As we talked about last week, Malia was once vibrant and full of life, but after repeated mental and physical abuse, like the clip I played last week, she had become a shell of her former self. As time went on, it became more and more apparent that not only was Malia mentally broken, but she was physically ill. In a video taken of the group in January of 2021, hiking through the forest, Malia appears thin and gaunt, and at points is barely able to stand. Of course, she blames herself, and when Nature Boy asks why she's unable to keep up with the group, she says she hasn't been keeping herself mentally strong. By late January, early February of 2021, Malia had started declining more rapidly. Nature Boy made a video speaking on Malia's sickness, stating that he's given her everything she needs, but he can't make her heal. And then this douche had the nerve to bring up Mama Dia, basically blaming both Malia and Mama Dia for their medical conditions. He actually said, You came into my life and I gave you everything, and you're getting worse. I think I just need to let you go. You're looking critically ill and it's causing a distraction to my teaching and my mood. He then asks again, why aren't you healthy? And she responded, completely defeated, because of my mind and my negative thoughts. This pisses him off, and he goes on a rant saying, I can see the devil and demons in you. I see what they see, and you make it look like I'm abusing you. I mean, he's actually verbally abusing her, as he tells her she's making it look like he's abusing her. He then goes on to abuse her some more, telling her to leave because her entire energy alone is harming people in the group. Malia, again, completely blames herself. It's clear from the video that she's brainwashed about the outside world or Babylon when she says if she leaves, things will be worse. A flight was booked for Malia to return to her Babylon family in New Orleans. But before she was allowed to leave, she was made to take a pregnancy test on a live stream. Eventually, she did leave, and back in the States, it was clear just how physically sick Malia was. She was literally knocking on death's door. According to her family, she had been suffering from an untreated sexually transmitted disease for so long her body was septic with a bacterial infection running throughout her bloodstream. She had fluid built up around her heart, an abscess on both her liver and ovaries, and her kidneys were failing. Medical professionals told her family that it looked as if she had suffered major trauma, and it was suspected that she had been physically abused. But Malia denied any of that had happened. She had to be hospitalized for over four weeks as doctors fought to save her life. 
While she was still in the hospital, she got back in contact with Nature Boy and started refusing to speak with her biological family, stating when she was released, she wanted to be released to carbonation. In videos posted by Nature Boy, Malia spoke about how ever since she'd been back in Babylon, she had been showered with gifts and love just as he had told her she would be. He warned her that the devil always blesses you with gifts when you return to Babylon. But the devil wasn't blessing anyone. Malia had been so abused that she couldn't even accept common decency and kindness from her family or the hospital that was treating her. And Nature Boy was in her ear telling her that these people who were saving her life were devils. When she told him about the fluid buildup around her heart, he told her that this had happened in part because she was so sensitive and that she should really watch her breathing. This dimwit really told her that the bacterial infections and sexually transmitted diseases she had likely caught from his nasty ass were all because she was so emotional and if she'd only learned to breathe better, she wouldn't have fluid built up around her heart. Well, there it is, folks. The dumbest shit we're gonna hear all day. Unfortunately, Malia did eventually return to Carbon Nation and became Nature Boy's number one wife. While this decision doesn't make sense to anyone with two brain cells, we have to remember that at this point, all four major methods of control had been obtained. We talked about it a little bit in episode one. According to Freedom of Mind, the BITE model of cult mind control developed by Stephen Hassan states that once a cult has achieved behavior, information, thought, and emotional control, the victim is essentially stripped of their free will. It's clear that Nature Boy had achieved behavior control. I mean, he told the members of Carbon Nation when and where to eat, sleep, and use the restroom, how to walk, how and when they could speak, Basically, nobody was doing nothing if it wasn't approved by Nature Boy. Information control. Members of the group were made to listen to hours and hours of Nature Boy's teachings. They weren't allowed to communicate with anyone outside of Carbon Nation and Babylon, including their own family and friends. Thought control. If anything went wrong, a physical ailment, a disagreement between members, a rainy day, it was because they weren't applying the mindset they had been gifted by the three God himself. And if they had a negative thought about his teachings or carbonation, they were just to rebuke that immediately because that was demons talking. And emotional control. This one seems to be a favorite of Nature Boy's. It's why he intentionally pit the women against each other and manipulated their emotions. He'd tear one woman down and seemingly build another one up. If they were good and followed the rules, they'd be rewarded with things like sleep, food, gifts, and attention. All things that in any other situation are the bare minimum of human decency. But when compared to the abuse others were suffering, look like a prize. And that's just a drop in a ginormous ass bucket of ways Nature Boy manipulated the minds of his followers. As I've said before, the manipulation of the mind is an incredibly powerful thing that can take hold of people you'd never expect. If you would have asked them before it all began, they themselves would probably say, that could never be me. Malia had been completely broken down, nearly lost her life, but still returned to Nature Boy. And now that modern medicine in Babylon had saved her life and she wouldn't be dying on his watch, causing unneeded media attention, he welcomed her back with open arms and made her his chief tress. Her family, of course, was devastated. In the spring of 2021, Carbon Nation was living somewhere in Puerto Rico. It's somewhere around this time that one of the members who went by Zoka was pregnant by another member of the group. And it wasn't Nature Boy. Nature Boy wanted to take Zoka as his wife, but she was carrying this other man's child. That didn't stop him from having sex with her and eventually taking her in as a wife. However, he didn't want her to give birth to this child. He openly referred to the baby as a demon because it wasn't conceived in the tropics. 
According to other members of the group, Zoka was forced to drink large amounts of alcohol. At one point while they were in Vegas, she was given at least six shots. And this wasn't the only occasion. Zoka confused. She confused she herself. But she riding with it, though. She made a but chance. She she wants to. We made, we made, me and her had talk after talk. If we're going to get an abortion, we'll get an abortion. If we're going to keep the baby, we'll keep the baby. Let's protect it. Let's stop doing this shit. This was that night with the full moon when he first made her drink. I'm like, we never, yes. never do that ever again. That's never happening ever again. That was in California. If we're going to get an abortion, we're going to do it. You know, and I said, and I was with it. I'm like, that's fine. That's really fine with me. But if we're not, let's go ahead and treat this shit like we're parents. You know, and so we agreed. She was crying in my arms. You got to drink that alcohol, you know, and then we agreed that, hey, I love you. You love me. We made this baby from love. We believe in this baby. We don't believe Alihio. We're going to proceed to keep this child. We made that decision in that bathroom right after he made her drink that because I was like, come here. No, nah, immediately. And, you know, we hugged, we kissed and we just stayed together and bonded for the rest of the night. Me and her, you know, that's how that went. The alcohol from, from that point, I was unaware of it. It was behind my back. It was on some sneaky stuff. And apparently it happened more than I even heard of. Because when I left, what I happened in Vegas? the other woman who was there, the, of, of more situations I didn't even know about. Yeah, when he made her drink alcohol on different occasions. So it's like... That was when, had, when she had the six shots in Vegas. She had six shots in Vegas. Yeah, that's crazy. She came, to me, she came to me after that crying. Crying. Remember that, crying. The same, that was the same night of the showers, bro. That was all the same night, bro. All the yep. same night of all the fights. All the same night, all that, that was a long fucking night, bro. Zoka appeared on camera and videos later, and it was clear she had given birth, so people began to question where her child was. Nature Boy made a video saying people would never see the baby, and it was all their fault, because trolls had called CPS on him and accused him of molesting children. He then claimed that he would never do such a thing and that Child Protective Services had actually molested the children during an examination. And further, Carpet Nation would no longer show children in the videos because reports kept being made. He then mockingly stated, y'all are saying we killed the baby, but it's because of trolls that you'll never see it. But the fact was that the child had died at birth. So many different stories have been told about how this baby died some even claiming that the child was a human sacrifice. The father of the child, Solar, spoke in a live stream after leaving the cult about the loss of his child. So she went into full-blown labor. We went to San Juan Hospital, um, and we went all the way there, and she had to give ba uh, um, birth to the baby that was dead. And so essentially, this whole time, the baby's having no pulse. You know, I'm feeling around, I'm still hoping, I'm waiting. You know, my hand is not leaving their stomach, none of that, you know what I mean, type type of thing. You know, we eventually get to Santos, right? The, I'm getting all this information. I'm not stopping at talking to doctors. I'm getting all the information possible of what could have possibly caused this. I'm asking everybody I come across, what causes this type of thing? What could cause this? What could cause this? What's the one thing that they all said? Hmm. Well, it could have been poison. It could have been alcohol. Mm -hmm. It could have been maybe food or alcohol or poison. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, that's the, those are the only things that would do something like this. It wasn't anything. They're, they're going off of what they, from what they know. The baby hasn't been delivered yet. So we go and deliver the baby. And this is what they're telling me. I'm researching it online. That's all you see online. You guys go research it online for yourself. All you're going to see is alcohol. That's it. That's all you're going to see. It's just going to say alcohol, 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 alcohol. That's it. So right. at the end of the day, the baby, um, we, we give birth, right? And the baby comes out, and, of course, the baby's dead. I, you know, I think the baby's beautiful. It's unfortunate that you could tell that the baby's dead because, you know, the muscles aren't being used. But she has her nice weight to it. She has all her toes. She has a full head of hair. She has every, every feature was just beautiful. You know, it was literally like another little me as a girl. To me, she looked, I keep saying this, she looked like a Janae Aiko, but kind of like with like my face. It was very interesting to me. She's beautiful, absolutely beautiful, beautiful little girl. 
you know, absolutely gorgeous. And I got to hold her, and she had her weight to her. She had all her toes. She was like a healthy girl, like a healthy baby, all the way healthy. You know what I mean? And it was crazy. You could tell that the problem here was when you seen the placenta, you'll see in the veins in the placenta, there's certain areas and certain veins that are just like all green and black. And you can tell it's bad because it's affecting the area around it. You know, it's affecting the flesh around it. So it's like these areas were poisoned, but the baby literally made it this far. It literally made it that far. Like if we would have went in labor earlier, we might have baby love today. But, but the thing is, it made it that far until the poison, they, this is what the doctor told me, the placenta was poisoned. The baby did make it pretty far, but he doesn't know how the baby made it that far. He doesn't know what kept the baby alive that long because the placenta been poisoned. And I was like, no way, no way. And I'm immediately looking at Zoe like, we got to tell the people it was the birth, it was the, it was the cord. We got to tell them it was the cord. Because if they hear this, they're going to know it was him. And I'm telling her this. And I'm like, damn, it was him. It was him. And she can, you can ask her. I want this whole flaring fit, angry about him, knowing it was him, ready to leave, ready for everything, all that. You know what I mean? Ready, ready to do the worst. And it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I can't blame him at this point. You know, I can't blame him at this point. This is the sickest part. And this is what's going to fucking make you guys sick. This is the sick part, right? I got to turn the camera off for this one. This is the sick part. We get on the phone. We get on the phone with Alihio. We get on the phone with bro. We tell him what happens. I'm telling what happened. We're, we're sad. You know, we're hearing, we're hoping to hear him. You know, at least this is a time to, of compassion. His first thing to do was to start cussing us out once we told him the news. He started cussing us out. And all he was saying was how people are going to worry about him and how people are going to talk about him and how people are going to get mad at him and how um, everything that we did, you know, we never think about him. How could we be so selfish? You know, this, this, and that. You know, and I pretty much, I, I didn't necessarily, like, I figured out his energy, and I didn't necessarily match his energy as much as I wanted to. What I did was I let him know, I'm like, I basically just, like, had let him know he was wrong. He asked me if I think he did that. I let him know, yeah, I know he did that. I know this was him. I said, yeah, it was you. I know it was you. And he's like, man, I can't believe you let those demons get to you. I can't believe you let those shadows get to you. I was born in crack smoke. I was born in this. That alcohol don't kill a baby. If that was happening, it was divine. And he was just saying that. And I'm over here like, he really like, bro, y'all got to understand how much we cared about this dude. This is how much, this is how much we cared about him. This is how much they care about him to the point where they'll stay there after he's beat them, kicked them in the stomach, stomped on their head, pummeled them into tubs. And I wish I was talking shit, but I'm just telling truth. According to PubMed, alcohol exposure during pregnancy is associated with placental dysfunction, decreased placental size, impaired blood flow and nutrient transport, endocrine changes, increased rates of stillbirth and abruption, umbilical cord vasoconstriction, and low birth weight. Zoka later went on to say that she never wanted the child anyway. She still remains devoted to Nature Boy up to the date of this recording. Eventually, the group left Puerto Rico and rented a beautiful home in a cul-de-sac in Atlanta, Georgia. Remember, Nature Boy had ties to Atlanta back in his former life as a male stripper and barbershop owner. Anyhow, after the group moved into this large brick home, there was a noticeable shift in Nature Boy's teaching. For those who were watching closely, the changes had begun a long time ago, but now it was obvious. Nature Boy wasn't looking so natural anymore, and more and more frequently, he was stepping out in designer clothes and jewelry. His wives were no longer nude and now were covering up nearly every inch of their skin to include their hair. And of course, right there in the middle of Atlanta, Georgia, they weren't sleeping in tents. Nature Boy was drinking Crown Royal and Hennessy, something members of the group had known all along but it appeared he was getting more open with it and drinking more frequently. 
the cult was becoming less and less about natural and vegan lifestyle, and Nature Boy began preaching his own blend of black liberation theology mixed with ancient Egyptian beliefs, but still claiming that he himself was God and that his followers needed to bow down and worship him. In one video, he states, If it wasn't for white supremacy, there would be no equal women rights. That shit happened because the white man is here. If it wasn't for that, we'd have our foot on these hoes' neck. We'd be throwing these hoes around. What you think we're doing behind the scenes? He says all this surrounded by his wives who are holding up the sign of the cult. Three God is wearing at least four thick gold chains as he speaks. As we've been going through this story, you might have been wondering how in the hell this group was affording to travel to all these different locations, renting nice houses, and now dripping in gold. Well, according to former members of the group, Carbon Nation was funded through donations. There's a link to donate in almost every video. But also the life savings of members of the group, business and PPP loans taken out by multiple members, government benefits to include food stamps, unemployment, you name it. As much as Nature Boy preached his hate for the system, he sure as hell was taking advantage of it. According to one former male member, at one point the group was bringing in over $20,000 a month. And while all the members of Carbon Nation lived a simple lifestyle, the same couldn't be said for Nature Boy, who bought whatever the hell he damn well pleased. And shockingly, that wasn't the only hypocrisy displayed by Nature Boy. While telling his followers that their physical ailments were caused by their emotions and negative thinking and all that other BS, Nature Boy himself sought medical attention whenever he needed it. So my shit's swollen, right? So we went to the dentist, he, he subscribed me some medicine. I'm about to take that shit right now, too. I wonder why Master Chief 3 God Nature Boy didn't just get his negative thoughts under control and heal that abscess in his mouth. On March 30th, 2022, a female member who had left the group came forward and spoke to police. According to reports obtained by Eleven Alive, the woman told investigators that, quote, she had joined a sex cult in which her boyfriend is the leader and that she did live together with Mr. Bishop and he has posted sexually explicit videos of her and him without her consent on Twitter. The videos were released days after this woman had left the home in Atlanta. It was revealed through a later bond hearing that this woman was one of Nature Boy's former wives. When she had attempted to leave, Nature Boy instructed the other wives to hit her. A little later that day, she tried again to make her escape, but was told by the other women that Nature Boy wanted to see her before she left. She went upstairs to tell him goodbye and he locked the door behind her and told her she couldn't leave. He told her that he could kill her if he wanted to, and then proceeded to rape her. She was now more determined than ever to get away, so she waited for everyone to fall asleep, and then snuck out in the middle of the night. Weeks later, on April 14, 2022, a SWAT team descended on the home in Atlanta. They made entry and found Elagio Bishop and 14 others, including children, inside the home. Nature Boy was arrested and charged with rape, false imprisonment, and three counts of prohibition on nude or sexually explicit electronic transmissions without the depicted person's consent, which is also known as revenge porn. He was transported to the DeKalb County Jail. At that point, the remaining members were taken to the criminal investigation unit to be interviewed and to give them the opportunity to leave if they so desired. It's unclear how many members left the group at that time. But even from behind bars, Elagio Bishop is still putting his message out there through his loyal followers. Hours of phone calls from jail have been recorded and posted by Carbon Nation. In one call, Nature Boy stated, I know that I've scared a lot of people, but I'm truly a sweet person. And further, he was only trying to help people and was simply misunderstood. It didn't take long after that half-assed apology for Nature Boy to get right back to his shenanigans, stating, 
They want to crucify me. They want me dead. There's hate that surrounds me. You can feel it. Just like any other prophet. Only me? I'm the return of the Christ. Other followers also spoke out against the arrest of their fearless leader. One male member claimed that not only were people free to come and go as they please, but posting sexually explicit content without the person's consent was all just sex education. He stated to 11 Alive News, We teach sexual education and we believe in nudity. And so that's why the charges that are trying to be brought against my chief is for revenge porn. However, the female that was here gave consent actually to release it for sexual education. It's not just like porn. It's for educational purposes. This is yet another targeted attack against Three God. With Nature Boy behind bars, other former members did begin to speak out. One of those who publicly came forward was 21-year-old Treasure Young who joined the cult in April of 2021 while they were living in Puerto Rico. She said, The second day they had me running around all rocks. I was running on rocks barefoot and I was confused. We're running laps after laps. I'm like, when are we going to be done? It felt like glass and they hurt. A few months later, she woke up to screaming in the middle of the night. She said, They were so loud I felt like someone was trying to kill somebody. That night, I cried because I didn't know what to do. I was confused. I didn't know what to do. I was like, how can you be this person? Treasure Young spent four months with Carbon Nation and recalled a FaceTime with Elagio Bishop just before she left. She told Eleven Alive, He said, you've got to whip your woman with a belt. You got to beat your woman until she's almost about to die. Then he said it turned him on when the women were hitting each other. While some former members have spoken to the media about their time in carbonation, others have taken to their own social media accounts to speak out. You can find nearly all of these videos on the YouTube account The T. I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. In one of these videos, two former members recalled that rape was a common occurrence. If Nature Boy wanted to have sex, he would walk in and demand it. Whether the woman was asleep, using the bathroom, it really didn't matter. Because according to Elagio, their souls belonged to him. At Nature Boy's first bond hearing on May 6, 2022, the prosecution read in part a letter written by the victim, stating, I watched him whip a girl with a leather belt for 15 minutes straight ordering her to kiss our feet while whipping her. He didn't stop hitting her until he felt like it and until she cried in submission. It was also revealed that while sitting in the DeKalb County Jail, Alashio Bishop had contacted other members of the group, mainly his wives, who were still sticking by him. We'll get to that in a minute. Anyhow, he had his wives contact the victim repeatedly, trying to pressure her to drop the charges. The prosecution argued that Bishop was a flight risk and a danger to the victim, witnesses, and the community at large. And the defense? They argued that Nature Boy needed to bond out because he has a tooth decaying down to the root that's causing him pain and he needs out to seek medical care. If only he had sought medical care for Mama Dia and the others. And I know I saw a video where he talked about cleaning his teeth with strawberries. I'm guessing that didn't work out so well. Bond was denied, but the defense tried again months later. This time, they had a whole nother twist on the story. The defense stated that the court needed to separate the character of Nature Boy and Elagio Bishop because they were two different people. Nature Boy was just a character. And his teachings had helped millions by his promotion of a healthier lifestyle. The attorney claimed that Nature Boy and his cult, and yes, his own attorney referred to it as a cult, had been followed by Netflix, BBC, Discovery, Spotify, and Apple. And all of these companies had given him thousands of dollars in contracts. This was all for show. 
Maybe the attorney is getting this nature boy confused with the original, and in my opinion, the only nature boy, the one and only 16-time world champion wrestler, Ric Flair. Because I don't see this healthy lifestyle documentary coming out on Netflix anytime soon. Maybe there's something in the works in the true crime category, but that's a different story. Even after this grand twisting of the story by the defense, Bond was denied again. Nature Boy is still incarcerated in the DeKalb County Jail awaiting trial. And even as Nature Boy sits behind bars, his wives and others support him, most notably Malia, you know, the one that was deprived of medical attention for so long she nearly died. The many social media sites are still maintained and his wives still ask for donations. I'm guessing to keep money on the Three Gods books. There are videos both new and old posted to the main accounts and the wives claim they're always gonna ride for the three. These allegations and all of these, 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 these stigmas and these, um, these statements and lies about the three right. because we know you. We, right. we walked with you and, and, and we touched you. Right. We, we slept with you. We ate with you. We, we, we had loved real you. nigga moments with you. <laughs> we loved you. We were kind to you. We gave you unconditional love in every moment that um, you, 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 we, we, you were faced with yourself. We still gave you love. Mm. We still was there for you. We still, and, 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 and still to this day, we still going to be riding for the three, no matter what y'all say in the meter. How, how much y'all, um, y'all have information online about me. I'm still gonna ride for the three. I'm still gonna ride for the three. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna push this knowledge. I'm still gonna proclaim. I'm still gonna be here at the end of the day. So stop. I'm not going nowhere. I'm, 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 I'm real, and you too fake. I'm loyal, and I'm gonna be loyal, and I'm gonna still stand to the end, no matter what. The rich is not given to the swift or the strong, but those that are the to the end. Pyramid. Pyramid. And you know what? That is true, like, us as black women, we have a lot of trauma, and since I've been on this journey, I've realized that we have a lot of trauma when it comes to polygamy, yes, and yes, when it comes to it. sharing a man, we're so used to these fantasy, fairy tale. oh, I have to have my own man, and we don't even think about being in a polygamous relationship and sharing a man and uplifting him and being yes. a virtuous woman how we're supposed to, and... Elagio Bishop doesn't need to be present to exert control, because long before he was placed in cuffs, he had already taken control of the minds of his followers. He left thousands of hours of his teachings behind. Even in his absence, the poison of his teachings still infiltrate their minds. This man beat, raped, sodomized, and used these women for his own sick sexual gratification. And what we've discussed is only the tip of the iceberg. He referred to these women repeatedly as hoes and he and his male followers as pimps. Women were traded amongst the other male members of the group, and they engaged in these sexual acts as well, according to survivors of the cult. I said it before and I'll say it again. Elagio Lee Bishop is a human trafficker. Human trafficking is a form of modern-day slavery. This crime occurs when a trafficker uses force, fraud, or coercion to control another person for the purpose of engaging in commercial sex acts or soliciting labor or services against his or her will. What Elagio Bishop did to these women checks all the boxes. Let's start from the beginning. They were recruited online with promises of a grand life, living away from it all in peace and in the tropics. A quick glance at the social media accounts, and you see women bathing under waterfalls surrounded by beautiful scenery. These young, beautiful women were lured away from their families by Nature Boy and groomed to believe that he would take care of them. Once they arrived and Nature Boy decided they'd be a good fit for the cult, their travel documents, identification cards, and money were all taken away. They were forced to engage in sexual activity in order to survive since Carbon Nation and its leaders provided their food and shelter. This is force, fraud, and coercion. 
in order for the crime to be considered trafficking rather than any other sex crime for a person over the age of 18, there has to be an exchange of something of value. The Department of Justice explicitly states that this exchange of value is not limited to money. It includes, but again is not limited to, housing, food, clothing, and travel. In the case of Carbon Nation, it was all of these things, as these women were completely reliant on the cult. This begs the question as to why the FBI hasn't stepped in and investigated Elagio Bishop and Carbon Nation. The case for trafficking is clearly there, and the group committed these crimes in several different states as well as internationally. And it's been done before. Most recently, with the sex cult Nexium, whose leader Keith Ranieri was sentenced to 120 years in prison. What are we waiting for? I'd say it's beyond time that we investigate the shit out of Carbon Nation and hold Elagio Bishop accountable for all the crimes he has committed. I'll be following this case closely and bring you updates when they become available. In the meantime, you can head to the YouTube channel The Tea for even more information. If you or someone you know is a victim of human trafficking or at risk of becoming a victim, resources are available 24-7 in the U.S. at the National Trafficking Hotline. You can call 1-888-373-7888 or text BEFREE to 233-733. As always, you can find more information on this case on my Instagram at least underscore of these or my Facebook at least of these podcasts. I'll be bringing you an all new episode next Thursday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already so you don't miss it. You can finally get all your episodes ad free just the way you like them for just $2 a month. And as a member of Patreon, you'll be the first to be notified when new tiers will be launched with exclusive episodes and a few bonus surprises. Head on over to patreon.com slash least of these to support the show today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. If you know something, say something. And until next time, be good to each other.